Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Oh, yeah. Tuesday. We are making it through the week here. So glad you're along for the ride. Matt Locke here, your host. An hour of unlimited, unfiltered conservatism coming your way. Oh, you can find me over at the real at Real Matlock on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. You can find me on the Cartel Matt at Facebook. And of course, you can find me live over to America's Voice News from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Lots of stuff to get to today. It's a jam-packed podcast, always is. You know, things are getting wackier and wackier and wackier all the time. I I was on with Andrea Kay last night. We were talking about that goofy meme video that came out at AmpFest about Trump shooting up and knifing and fighting all of CNN, MSLSD, all of his uh, political enemies. Everybody's in an uproar. Uh, You know, everybody seems to forget. Snoop Dogg uh, pulled the trigger, you know, in his video, killing Trump. Now, do I condone it? No. I don't, Andrea Kay and I were talking last night about it. I don't condone the video. There's better ways to do things, but I understand why. I understand the culture. I understand that this is what people look at. It's sensationalism. This is how you get in front of people. This is how you get your message across. And in a way, it's a symbolism. You know, Trump is fighting all of these outlets trying to make America great again or keep, keep America great again. You know, it's what we're dealing with. So welcome in. I'm going to talk about a few things today. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden has been found and has done an interview with ABC. Imagine that. I mean, I'm going to play the entire interview. I'm going to play. There's a clip of about five minutes. I'm going to play it here as soon as I finish up with this first story. But Hunter Biden's been found. And it's a crazy interview. It just, we're living in odd times. And to listen to this guy, what a whack job. But yesterday, well, here's what's here's what we're going to talk about. Hunter Biden today, Fiona Hill was up on Capitol Hill talking about this uh, Yovanovitch, this Marie Yovanovitch. Uh, Matt Gates got kicked out of the hearing, which is kind of an interesting thing. And Project Veritas has uh, some video giving you the bias of CNN, and we're going to discuss all of that in this podcast today. But first, head over to the matlockshow.com. Click on that Verve forever link at CBD oil. If you got aches and pains, anxiety, inflammation, trouble sleeping, migraines, all kinds of things, CBD oil has is, is been researched and found to help with a lot of those maladies. In, in its, 
it, it's really an interesting thing. And, and obviously, I've partnered up with Ver Forever. They're a great company out of uh, Colorado. But uh, if you get over there and, and, and click that link on my website, thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E, and if you use Verve 25, you're going to get 25% off, E-E-R-V-E. If you're a first-time customer, you use Verve 50, you'll get 50% off your order. You get your shipping free if you order over $100 in the in the continental United States. I mean, what are you waiting on? If, if you've been looking into CBD oil, if you've been looking to try it, now's the time. Get over there. Do it now. TheMatlockShow.com. Hit that Verve Forever link. They've got creams. They've got CBD oil. And, yes, they've got CBD oil for oil for your pet make sure you get over there and do it now it's at the matlockshow.com that verb forever link is my link that's how i get paid go do it right after the show all right so let's get to the story i want to kick this podcast off with yesterday i talked about a story well i spent the whole hour if you missed yesterday's show you're going to want to go back and uh, uh, see it you're going to want to go back and see it you're you're going to want to go back and make sure you listen to it because I laid some stuff out and I talked about the mental health generation, the 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 therapy generation. I mean, I, I I talked about what was going on with our children, millennials, Gen Zers, how they were having trouble coping with society, with work, and all kinds of stuff. Well, here comes an article out of Clemson. Now, I don't know if you cover, I don't know if you watch college football. I do. Huge Ohio State fan, if you have not paid attention. They're like ranked number three or four in the country this year. Playing real well. They play Friday. But uh, Clemson's got a really good team. And their coach, Dabo Sweeney, is a very good coach. Christian guy. Talks about God. And is kind of a all-around good dude, right? So, former South Carolina kicker, Elliot Fry had some choice words for Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney while watching the Tigers destroy Florida State on Saturday. Clemson was in the middle of a blowout when Tigers kicker B.T. Potter missed a gimme 24-yard field goal to close out the first half. At that point, Clemson was up 28 to nothing, and Sweeney was seen ripping into Potter on the sideline. Now, I, 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 I talked about this yesterday. I'm going to tell you a story about me. I was drafted to play baseball. I was pretty damn good. And every coach I've ever had in baseball rode my ass like you wouldn't believe. And the reason they rode my ass is because they cared. They cared that I was a better baseball player. They cared that I was a better person. They cared that I excelled at my sport, and they wanted to spend their time with me. And and I said this the other day on social media. You know, I was always told, you, you, should, you should be happy. You, you should welcome criticism from the coach. You should welcome that coach maybe yelling at you, maybe not, maybe encouraging you, maybe egging you on, maybe praising you, because the alternative is the coach is saying nothing to you because he doesn't care. The coach is saying nothing to you because he or she believes their time is not warranted on you anymore. See what I'm saying here? You know, here you've got this Elliot Fry, who was a former kicker and probably a great big pussy. Sorry, I'm just going to say it today. I mean, we're so fragile today. It's so ridiculous. Our kids are like, oh, my God, he yell at me on the sideline. Oh, my. 
Yeah, he wants you to compete. He wants you to win. He wants you to be the best kicker you can be. And it doesn't matter if it's 28 to nothing or if it's three to nothing. It is important every time you go and do your job. It's important every time that the coach wants the best for you. He cares about you. Oh, because he yelled at you? I mean, my wife and I get in arguments. I, I still love her. Doesn't mean I don't care for her. It means we care to be passionate. We care to, to, to tell each other the things. That's Dabo Sweeney. These people are crazy. Oh, he yelled at him on the sideline. It was a 28 to nothing blowout. And he was ripping him. That's just terrible. You're not the coach. Now, Fry, who ranks in the top 10 all time in the SEC for points and field goals made, took a shot at Sweeney on Twitter. Here's what he said. Really bold move to try and ruin your young kicker's confidence in a cupcake game. Now, Mr. Fry, you're an athlete. You understand what it takes to play at a high level. You understand the motivation, the practice, the expertise, the commitment, the getting up in the morning and going to lift, run, work out, whatever it was you could do. That, it, it, this is just another example of our cupcake society. Let me use Mr. Fry's words, the cupcake society. Life is hard. Life isn't fair. It sucks. I mean, literally, it, it, it's tough. You have to work hard. You have to be responsible. You have to pay your bills. You have to be a quality. You got to be. You got. You got to be a. a, a uh, I don't know. You know what the word I'm looking for. I'm so irritated right now. You have to be a good citizen. You have to follow the rules. You have to be a law-abiding citizen. You have to work for a living. You have to pay your bills if you want a lifestyle. You got to take care of your children, your family, your wife, your spouse, your husband, your significant other, whatever the hell it is. Life is hard. It's hard. No one said it was going to be easy. No one said it was going to be easy, that it was going to be a piece of cake, that you'd walk right through it. For this little knucklehead, little pussy boy to come out and say, well, you know, ruin your young kicker's confidence in a cupcake game. The kicker ought to buck up and say, you know what, coach? I missed the kick, and you're right. And you're right. Says Fry played all four years at South Carolina and entered the NFL draft in 2016. He has never played in a regular season game at the NFL. Man, imagine that because he sucks. He's on Twitter calling his old coach out because he can't he can't make it in the NFL. See how that works? Little cupcake kicker boy fry. Oh, well, look what you did. I suck at what I do, but let me critique you. So Potter, the kicker, a sophomore, is five for nine on field goal attempts this season and has made all of his extra points. Sweeney later bench Potter in the game. He was replaced by Steven Sawicki. Quote, was disappointed with BT. That's two really easy field goals in a row he's missed. So just felt like he needed to give somebody else a chance. Just felt like we needed to give someone else a chance, Sweeney said after the game, according to the state. He's easily the most talented guy. He's a great kicker, but sometimes you just got to stand on the sideline. Sometimes there are character-building moments in your life. You know? Sometimes there are things that happen in your life that mold you to who you are. There are experiences in your life. This kicker, the, the, this is a learning experience. 
Like 24 yard field goal is nothing. If you know football, let me explain it to you. 24 yard field goal is a chip shot. They call it. It's easy. It should be made a relatively high amount of time. Your only job on the field is to be the kicker. You, you kick field goals. 24 yards is nothing. Most kickers in college in the pros uh, consistently, consistently, if they're going to have jobs, hit high percentages of field goals all the way out to 50 yards. I mean, I was watching uh, the Packers-Lions game last night, and the kicker for the Lions, hell, he made three field goals of 50 yards plus. That's a quality kicker. So if you're missing 24-yard field goals, you're struggling. If you're five for nine, you're less than 50%. You shouldn't be. You're the kicker of the team. And I can see what Dabo Sweeney is saying. Look, I know it's 28 to nothing outs in the cupcake game, but what happens when we really need you under pressure and you miss it? We need you to start concentrating, young man. We need you to start doing your job. We need you to understand that you're replaceable if you don't do your job. That's life. If you don't do your job and you're hired by our company and you do terrible unless you're Hunter Biden, and then it doesn't matter because your last name's Biden, you're going to get millions. We're going to talk about that in a minute. If you don't do your job in the real life, you're going to get replaced by someone who will. It's called life, Mr. Fry. You know, it's easy to quarterback, you know, in the Monday morning chair. But you don't know. And that's the whole thing. These kids need coached. They need guidance. They need discipline. They want to be coached. I wanted to be coached. And you know what? Like I said before, I, 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 was, I was glad when my coach was paying attention to me. I was glad when my coach was trying to help me. I, 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 it, it made me feel like I was a wanted part of the team. And I talked about it yesterday. You got to go back and listen to the podcast. I'm not going to spend much more time on this because I just wanted to bring this out. But this is a society that we're in. These millennials, these Gen Zers, boy, they just fold. It's like, oh, God, way to destroy your kicker's confidence in a cupcake game. No. It's called growing. It's called becoming a better player, a better man, a better person. It's called being loved, being, being you know, wanting, wanting better for you, wanting you to grow. Wanting you to be all that you can be. You know, so what? You got yelled at. I mean, come on. Grow. Uh, grow you got to get a thicker skin. I mean, it's just we're living in a society now where participation trophies and you can't yell at kids. And, oh, my God, it's a kid glove thing. I talked about it yesterday. Bobby Knight, who was the coach for the Indiana Hoosiers, couldn't coach today. Gene Cady who was the coach for the Purdue Boilermakers, couldn't coach today. I mean, they were in their players' faces. They, 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 they exacted every bit of talent out of every kid they had to the extreme level that they could, to the utmost, the utmost they could. It was crazy. They were great coaches, and you just don't see that anymore. All right, we're going to shift gears here, and while we do that, um, do me a great big favor. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Uh, scarsandstripescoffee.com, S-C-A-R-S, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Uh, Veteranland, fantastic people. They've created an e-commerce platform. First of all, they got great coffee. I'm drinking it this morning. It's fantastic. Downrange, I love it. Oh, yeah, good, good coffee. I, I got to have coffee to get the morning started. But they're great people. They're out of Oklahoma. They've, they've, they've created this e-commerce platform for veterans. They only hire vets, which is you know, fantastic because they're trying to give these vets a mission. 
They're trying to give them a mission after they've been deployed, after they've served their time, after whatever they've done. So they've set up this e-commerce platform and said, you know, look, you can go out and sell coffee, merchandise, anything on the website. We're going to pay you. You're an independent contractor. We'll put you into small groups. We'll make sure you guys are getting everything you need to be successful. And then we want you to go out there and we want you to ramp up and we want you to make a ton of money. And it's great coffee. <laughs> Did I say that? Head over to scarsinstripescoffee.com. Help a veteran. I mean, help a veteran. That's what you're doing. That's really, it, it, the coffee's fantastic, don't get me wrong. But honestly, what you're doing is you're helping a veteran. You're, you're helping a veteran to fulfill his goals, to be an entrepreneur, to go out there and to make sure that he has a mission. So head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com or your coffee today. It's fantastic. They got a lot of great new stuff coming. I know there's a lot of meetings. I've been talking to Chad, the president. Love the guy immensely. I'm, I'm watching him on social media. I'm watching him grow. I'm watching these guys bloom like a flower. It's amazing. I, I found these guys. Um, I don't know. I, I, I met them. I think at Colonial when I was doing the Memorial Day stuff with uh, J-Mac and the stem cells and all that stuff. But uh, I've, I've been drawn to them. I, I've been drawn to them. I've been drawn to their work ethic. I've been drawn to their personalities and the way they do things and how they they love to help and what they're creating. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Get your coffee today. It's fantastic. Tell them Matt sent you. Tell them Matt Lock, the Matt Lock Show sent you. Um, all right. I've got a clip here. I, I've been I've been kind of half-heartedly, jokingly saying, you know, where's Hunter Biden? Where, where, where is this dude? I mean, if this story, if the shoe were on the other foot, if this was Donald Trump Jr. and uh, Trump did what Biden, you know, Joe Biden did and all this stuff, it'd be, you know, it'd be an absolute, it'd be a 24-hour news cycle. They'd be hunting for Donald Jr. all over the world. Um, ABC finally ran down Hunter Biden. And he gave an interview, and I want you to listen to some of it. It's about five minutes long. I want you to listen to this, and then uh, we're going to discuss it. Be right back. There one. I want to get to the heart of it. Did you and your father ever discuss Ukraine? No. As I said, the only time was after a news account. It wasn't a discussion in any way. There's no but to this. No, we never did. Your dad said, I hope you know what you're doing. I hope you know what you're doing. I do. And I said, I do. And that was literally the end of our discussion. Why? Because my dad was vice president of the United States. There's literally nothing as a young man or as a full-grown adult that um, uh, my father in some way has not influence over. Because it does not serve either one of us. When he said, I hope you know what you're doing, what did he think you were doing? Well, he read the press reports that I joined the board of Burisma, which was a Ukrainian natural gas company. And there's been a, a, a lot of misinformation about me, not about my dad. Nobody buys that, but it buys this idea that I was unqualified to be on the board. What were your qualifications to be on the board of Burisma? Well, I was vice chairman of the board of Amtrak for five years. I was the chairman of the board of the UN World Food Program. I was a lawyer for Boyce Schiller Flexner, one of the most prestigious law firms in the world. You didn't have any extensive knowledge about natural gas or Ukraine itself, though? Uh, no, but I think that I had as much knowledge as anybody else that was on the board. If not more. In the list that you gave me of the reasons why you're on that board, you did not list the fact that you were the son of the vice president. Of course, president. yeah. No. I, what I, role do you think that played? I think that it is impossible for me to be on any of the boards that I just mentioned without saying that I'm the son of the vice president of the United States. You were paid $50,000 a month for your position? Look, I'm a private citizen. One thing that I don't have to do is sit here and open my kimono as it relates to how much money I make or make or did or didn't. But it's all been reported. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. 
I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. Why did you leave the board in April? It's a five-year term. And you chose and not to. I chose continue. not to. Yeah. Why? I think it's pretty obvious why. This is your opportunity to say why. Well, because this is what becomes a distraction, because I have to sit here and answer these questions. And so that's why I've committed that I won't serve on any boards or I won't work um, uh, directly for any foreign entities when my dad becomes president. Do you think that should be a rule across the board for any administration? No, look, that's the rule that I'm going to adhere to. Do you regret being on the board to begin with? No, I don't regret being on the board. What I regret is not taking into account that there would be a Rudy Giuliani um, and, a, um, and a president of the United States that would be listening to this, this ridiculous conspiracy idea, which has, again, been completely debunked by everyone. And, you know, I think we people are, at home are. are thinking, how could that not have crossed your mind? Or you wouldn't have felt just a little bit in your gut, like, maybe this isn't a good idea to go and sit on the board of this well, Ukrainian company. I said, to, I said to you, in retrospect, I right, wished up my judgment. Time, you never, it never, you never thought, this might not look right. You know what? I'm a human. And you know what? Did I make a mistake? Well, maybe in 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 the grand scheme of things, yeah. But did I make a mistake based upon some un ethical lapse? Absolutely not. China should start an investigation into the Biden. Also on Trump's list of accusations against Hunter Biden, that Hunter flew on Air Force Two with his father during an official government trip to China in 2013, leveraging that connection for financial gain in an investment deal with Chinese businessman Jonathan Lee. The president has repeatedly said that you received $1.5 billion from China despite no experience and for no apparent reason. Obviously, fact checkers have said that that is not true. Look, this is literally has no basis in fact in any way. I have you received any money from no. business dealing? No. At all? Not no. one cent? Not one cent. Definitely not $1.5 billion. It's crazy. They feel like they have the license to go out and say whatever they want. It feels to me like living in um, some kind of Alice in Wonderland where you're up on the real world and then you fall down the rabbit hole and, you know, the president's a Cheshire cat asking you questions about crazy things that, that don't have bear any resemblance to the reality of, of uh, anything that has to do with me. And so, <laughs> here's, here's the answer. No one ever paid me $1.5 billion. Uh, and if they had, um, I would not be doing this interview right now. <laughs> we saw you yep. in those photos getting off of Air Force Two with your daughter, with I've, your father. I you have were traveled there. everywhere with my dad. It went, and I went there because my daughter was right. on the trip too. Wait, did you yeah. talk about China no. or your deal with China? No. A 12-hour flight over? No, no, of course not. That never came up? No. Your father did shake hands with Mr. Lee, though, correct, in the lobby of that hotel? I don't remember, but probably. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he did. He was my friend. Jonathan Lee. Yeah, for for uh, almost uh, 13 years. He was your friend and your, and your business partner. Yeah, but I understand. So really, Amy, whether I'm in New York or whether I'm in Washington, D.C., a friend and a business associate is in the hotel. And my dad's sitting there. Is it inappropriate? For me to have coffee with them? I so don't that meeting anything was wrong. not a mistake. It was not unethical. 100% not. No. It, what do you say to people who believe this is exactly why people hate Washington? A vice president's son can make money in countries where this? your father is doing official no, government by business. The way, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. I made a mistake in, um, in, in retrospect as it related to um, creating any um, perception that, that was wrong. And so... 
Therefore, I'm taking it off the table, and I'm making that commitment. I, I, let's see if anybody else makes that commitment, but that's the commitment that I'm making. There you go. And, and really, you have to watch. That That is a cutout. It, it, that's not all in succession, so that wasn't a in-line interview there. They bounced around. They did some things. You saw, But you have to watch the video. It's up on up on Breitbart this morning. And, and Hunter Biden's body language, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've read several books on Hunter Biden's body language. Uh, very guarded, arms crossed, closed, uh, not to get in, defensive, almost flabbergasted to a point that he can't believe. I mean, here's what I got from this interview when I watched it the first time. It's almost like he can't believe that the press has the audacity to question him about his motives. Literally. He, he's better than you. His name is Biden. He has lived a charm life. And how dare you question him on what he's done? How dare you? Seriously. How dare you? How dare you question him on what he's done? And, and he's sitting there at his table, and I'm assuming it's in his kitchen, and he's talking to this young lady, and, and the interview is going on, and, and no, never took a cent from China. Okay, you didn't take a cent but your business partner and equity firm took $1.5 billion. It, it, it's verified. So where did that money go, Hunter? I mean, there's a lot of questions I would have asked that she didn't. But, of course, you know, they're going to handle it with kid gloves. Now, I, it, it was interesting to hear the question, you know, um, if your last name wasn't Biden, <laughs> do you think you would have gotten any of these opportunities to be where you're at? Well, I don't know. And then the amazing thing is, well, do you think you were wrong? Well, yeah, not looking back. I'm human. Um, I made a, okay, maybe you made a mistake. Maybe you did make a mistake. You know, maybe you, you, you know, maybe he did use his father's name, influence, position to get where he's at. But, you know, when you look at what has happened, when you look at what's going on, you, you look at the money he was being paid, and he's right about one thing, too. You know, I'm a private citizen. I don't have to disclose to you what I make, and it's all recorded. It is. It's all recorded. That's how we know. It's how we know what, what he was making. Now, he did say it was poor judgment for him to have those associations. He did. Now, he said, in retrospect, look, I think it was poor judgment on my part. Is that I think that it was poor judgment because I don't believe now when I look back on it, I know that there was, did nothing wrong at all. However, was it poor judgment to be in the middle of something that is a swamp in many ways? Yeah. Okay. He says, so I take full, full responsibility for that. Did I do anything improper? No, not in any way, not in any way whatsoever. Did I make a mistake based upon some ethical lapses? Absolutely not. Now, he acknowledged, by the way, he would probably not have gotten the board position on the Ukrainian National Gas Company of Burisma if he were not the son of the vice president. Yeah, imagine that. Now, look, the guy is an attorney. He rattled off a couple places he had worked, you know, but he was not. That's the thing. People are not. Here's the thing that you have to look at. People are not going to pay you for not knowing anything. They're not going to pay you for not knowing anything. They're not. They paid him because he was Joe Biden's son. 
They paid him because he had access that he could sell to them. That's it. It, 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 you know, and I should, once again, is this going to come out? Are we going to find out what happened? Are we going to see based on, you know, what we're hearing now, you know, that Joe Biden was getting lobbying money. He was getting paid to lobby for Burisma. You, 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 you've got, you know, Hunter here saying none of your business, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's none of your business what I make, what I do. Well, it is kind of our business if you're selling America down the down, down the crapper. It is our business. It, it, it's our business, completely our business. But, you know, this is the thing. These people on the left, I've got a story in here. I want to transition to it because it makes perfect sense now. I've been holding on to this story. I just didn't know when I was going to use it. But uh, Ronan Farrow, I don't know if you've heard about this story. I'm digging through my stack here. Hang tight. I've got it on the back burner. I've been sitting on this since October 9th. Today's the 15th, so almost a week. But uh, there's a book coming out. Ronan Farrow, uh, he he's writing a book. Um, and supposedly there are some bombshells in it. Supposedly, um, this book, the far left Hollywood reporter, which received an advanced copy of it. Um, we find out that, uh, the Weinsteins, uh, remember, remember Piggy Weinstein, remember him? Well, we find out that, uh, he leveraged his relationship with Hillary Clinton. He was able to to leverage his relationship with filmmaker Woody Allen to do a lot of not nice things. Now, Allen, who is Farrell's father, pulled, reportedly told the soon-to-be-disgraced mogul, geez, I'm so sorry, good luck. And he's talking about Weinstein. But yeah, Weinstein also attempted to leverage his long-term relationship with Hillary Clinton to pressure Ronan. He writes, in summer of 17, while Farrell was trying to lock down an interview with Clinton, for his foreign policy book, while also still working on the Weinstein story, he received a call from Clinton's publicist, Nick Merrill, who told him that the big story Farrell was working on was a concern for us. See, this is what the left does. They want to shut down free speech. Now, I don't like Ronan Farrow. I could care less what he wrote. But he has opened a can of worms over at NBC that they're pissed about. I mean, NBC is pissed about it. <laughs> headline from Breitbart today, uh, we have no secrets and nothing to hide, NBC says. Now, then in September of 17, according to an email cited in the book, Weinstein wrote to Deborah Turnus, the ex-president of the NBC News, who now runs NBC, NBC News International, to propose a docu-series on Clinton. Your Hillary doc series sounds absolutely stunning, Turnus responded. Now, Weinstein's tentacles even stretched to Farrell's own estranged father. Days before the Times story broke, Weinstein is said to have called Allen, Woody Allen, on a film set in Central Park, soliciting advice about how to deal with his son. <laughs> Please note that Merrill is Hillary's longtime publicist. He works for her, and it seems unlikely he would do such a thing without her instructions. What's more, as of now, Merrill has not denied the reporting. Of course they haven't. To understand just how awful Hillary's behavior is here, you have to keep in mind the context of the time. All of this was happening in 2017. To begin with, Breitbart reported in December of 17 
There are credible reports Hillary Clinton had known about Weinstein's alleged sexual misconduct and abuse going back to her failed 2016 presidential campaign. The New York Slimes reported two prominent women said they warned Mrs. Clinton's team in 16. Lena Dunham, the writer and actress, said she was in trouble by the producer's visible presence during Mrs. Clinton's presidential run, hosting fundraisers and appearing at campaign events. Quote, I just want you, I just want to let you know that Harvey's a rapist. <laughs> That's pretty blunt. And this is going to come out at some point, Miss Dunham said. The, uh, she told uh, Christina Shake, the campaign's uh, deputy communications director. She recalled adding, I think it's a really bad idea for him to host fundraisers and be involved because it's an open secret in Hollywood that he has a problem with sexual assault. Miss Dunham also, she said also, she warned Adrienne Elrod, a spokeswoman for Mrs. Clinton, who was leading efforts with celebrity campaigners. As far as Miss Dunham could tell, the campaign had not responded to her concerns about Mr. Weinstein. Weeks before Election Day, the producer helped organize a star-packed fundraiser an evening on Broadway with Julia Roberts, Anne Hathaway, and others. But even without this reporting, what we also know is that Piggy Weinstein's alleged misconduct and abuse was no secret in Hollywood and Washington, D.C. Report after report after report confirmed that everybody knew. But no one did anything. Because one, Weinstein had the power to make or break your Hollywood career. And two, Weinstein raised a ton of money for the Democrats. Most especially, the Clintons. Most especially, Hillary. On top of all of that, at the time, it was no secret Farrow was working on what would be a Pulitzer-winning Weinstein expose. Everyone knew because Farrow was reaching out to everyone to put the story together. According to Farrow, Weinstein understood this report could completely destroy his life, career, and reputation, which it did. And so, the Oscar-winning producer went so far as to try to intimidate Farrow, using everything from spies to threats aimed at Farrow's employers at NBC News. Farrow said Weinstein told NBC he would expose the network's top star, Matt Lauer, which we know about him, meaning the alleged sexual misconduct that eventually unraveled the Today Show's anchor's career, which we know about. For the record, NBC News denies being threatened with Lauer. Nonetheless, NBC did refuse to run Farrell's Weinstein story. They refused. Eventually, the far-left news outlet sent its own reporter and his bombshell story down the road to the New Yorker, where Farrell would not only win a Pulitzer, but launch the Me Too movement that took down Laura, Law, Law, Matt Lauer anyway. Anyway, this Hillary Clinton bombshell could not come in a worse time for the two-time presidential loser, a time when she appears to be seriously flirting with the idea of a 2020 rematch with President Trump. See, the, the NBC's pissed. All these better-than-you-and-me's are mad. They're mad. And they're like, hey, we have no secrets to hide. The head of NBC News is on defense ahead of the release on Tuesday of Ronan Farrow's book, Catch and Kill, about his reporting on the Harry Weinstein sex scandal that includes claims of widespread sexual abuse inside the media outlet. Now, Farrell's book, a much darker picture of NBC and its mistreatment of women, is emerging, including from a woman who said she was raped by former NBC anchor Matt Lauer, who was fired by the company for sexual misconduct in 2017. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Now, NBC News President Noah Oppenheimer sent a Dear Colleague letter to staff that New York Magazine reporter Bashar Ali tweeted out. It says, Matt Lauer's actions were abhorrent, and the anger and sadness he caused continue to this day. Ronan Farrell's book takes that undeniable fact and twists it into a lie, alleging we were a company with a lot of secrets. We have no secrets and nothing to hide. Yeah, you did. How long did it take for you to out Lauer? I mean, this guy was a pig. Now that we've read Farrell's book, it's clear his smear 
rest on the allegations that NBC's management knew about and took steps to hide Matt Lauer's misconduct before his firing in November of 17. You know, Lauer, he had a, he had a button on his desk where when you'd walk into his office, as soon as the door closed, he'd lock it and do all. I mean, the dude had sex with a woman so hard, she, he, he, he banged her unconscious. I, I, these are the stories that we know. I mean, the dude was a pig, was an absolute pig. I mean, he had sex with her so hard until she was unconscious. Would you be surprised if you had allegations swirling around that he raped someone else, that there was other misconducts? And of course, what's NBC doing? Well, it smears rest on the allegation that NBC's management knew about and took steps to hide his misconduct before his firing in November of 17. Without that, he has no basis on which to rest his second conspiracy theory that Harvey Piggy Weinstein was quashed to protect Lauer. The letter includes an analysis of the book by NBC's legal team in an attempt to discredit the book. It's built on a series of distortions, confused timelines, and outright inaccuracies, Oppenheimer wrote. But Farrell wasn't taking the setting down. He pushed back in media interviews. He, he, he took to CBS. Uh, he, he, he's out there. This book, he said, is an extraordinarily meticulously fact-checked work of investigative journalism. It's two years of reporting. One of the senior fact-checkers at New Yorker checked it. I'll let the reporting in the book stand on its own, Farrell said. We're very confident in it, and it's been amazing to see how the press has rallied around it. I think people have seen it for what it is. Farrell also said that NBC had an enhanced severance protocol. These were explicitly arrangement, explicit arrangements to shut up women with allegations of misconduct at this company. Farrell also said he was amazed at the outpouring of support from journalists at this company, referring to NBC. In an interview with the National Public Radio, NPR, Farrell discussed Brooks, Brooke Nevels, the Lauer accuser who spoke publicly for the first time in the book. In Brooks' case, this was a very powerful person in a company that she worked at who she had to have professional encounters with. She describes instances where she was desperately trying to stop this and tortured by it and would have to come to him for professional reasons. And he would, by her telling, and he denies this, demand sex acts in his office when she was just trying to do her job. So yes, there's a complicated mix of contact afterwards where she was readily concedes that there were communications where she was trying to not make him angry, where she feared for her career where she was trying to make it okay in her own narrative to herself and stay cheerful about it. But this was never something she described as, as an affair. This was a painful, agonizing process, even in those encounters after the alleged assault. Now, ladies out there who listen, you work for Matt Lauer, and he's forcing you to do lewd sex acts. I mean, do you just kick the guy in the dick? This is the thing I don't understand. And maybe it's just me. I'm not a woman. I have a penis. So I don't think like a woman. I don't act like a woman. But to me, if there's a man who is trying to make me do not nice things, I'm saying go F you. I, I'm not doing that. Career or no career, I'll go work somewhere else. And then I'm going I'm to sue your ass for sexual harassment or assault. I mean, it is the Me Too movement of 2017. That's what amazes me. Now, Farrell told NPR that Lauer was just the tip of the iceberg. He says, I'm referring to a wider pattern. That is about executives at the company, others at the company, and indeed in several cases with whom had complaints, including serious ones about Matt Lauer years prior to his firing. And I personally spoke to executives who were told about the problem. Farrell also called out Oppenheimer in the book about his anti-feminist writings from when he was a student at Harvard. 
The weekend edition Sunday host, Lulu Garcia Navarro, said, I want to talk a little bit about Noah Oppenheimer. In the book, you uncover some anti-feminist writings from his days at the Harvard Crimson. One read, apparently, a woman enjoyed being confined, pumped full of alcohol, and preyed upon. They feel desired, not demeaned. Talking about women going to frat parties, why is that relevant? <laughs> Jeez. Pharaoh said, you know, I go to pains to say Noah Oppenheimer was young when he wrote that, that people grow and change. In the context of the book, it becomes relevant because this is someone who is making very similar arguments in the present day as a rationale for shutting down the story, saying, you know, this is simply not news. Wow. Um, I don't know if Ronan Farrow is telling the truth. If not, if he's got a vendetta, I can tell you what he's not doing. He's not working for NBC at this point would be my guess. You don't come out with this kind of stuff and still have a job there. Now, did that stuff happen? I don't know. If it did, it should be looked at, right? I mean, if this kind of stuff happened, it should be looked at, right? It's crazy. It, it, it's wild what actually is happening here if what Pharaoh is saying is true. And as a woman, you don't want to work in that atmosphere. As a man, I wouldn't want to work in that atmosphere. But then again, I have conviction and principles. We're noticing that all of these executives and Hunter Biden and these people in power, they don't care. They don't give two craps about you. They don't care. They simply just don't care. And I'll tell you, Hunter Biden seemed to be just dismayed. How dare you ask me those questions? How dare you question me? Don't you know who I am? That's what I got from that interview. All right, guys, we're going to shift gears here. Um, make sure you do me a favor. Head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. I'm back with the folks over at Patriot Mobile. They're fantastic. They're, they're great, conservative, principled people, and they believe in America. They've got great customer service, and they have a great product, which is cell phone and coverage. I mean, we all have, you know, we, we, all, we all have cell phones. We all use them on a daily basis. We walk around with our iPhones, our Androids. You know, if you're looking for a great plan, they have a great network. They have great coverage, but they have great customer service. They're right here in the great state of Texas, America. They're call center the whole deal. You're not going to get some call center in India where you can't understand what the lady or, or guy saying. But they take a little bit of what you pay for that fantastic service and product, and they give it to conservative causes. That's the thing, guys. I mean, vote with your dollars. They're protecting pro-life. They're protecting the sovereignty of our borders. They're, they're, they're pro-constitution. It's amazing. And they take a little bit of that money and they give it to outfits that you agree with that are conservative in nature like you. So what are you waiting for? Head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. Do it today. Sign up. Sign up today. If you don't have them, what are you waiting on? Vote with your dollar. Head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. All right. Shifting gears here once again. There's so much news going on. It's only Tuesday. It's crazy, isn't it? So Fiona Hill. Fiona Hill, a former top national security council expert on Russia, praised ousted U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yoyanovich, during testimony Monday before the House Intelligence Committee. Now, Hill, who is testifying before the committee as part of the House impeachment inquiry into President Trump, she had high praise for Yovanovitch. During the closed door session, Yovanovitch, who herself testified before congressional lawmakers last Friday as part of the impeachment probe, was recalled from her ambassadorship in May by Trump. Now, around the same time that Rudy Giuliani, the one time New York mayor, 
is Trump's personal attorney and has no official role in the U.S. government. Pressed Ukrainian officials to investigate corruption allegations against Democrat Joe Biden and his son, Hunter, who was involved in the board of a gas company there. The Trump administration and some Republican lawmakers have argued that Yovanovitch removal from the job had nothing to do with Trump's moves to have the Bidens investigated, but the Wall Street Journal reported earlier this month that she was recalled from Kiev after months of complaints by Giuliani that she'd been undermining him abroad and obstructing efforts to persuade Ukrainian leaders to investigate Biden. See, she was keeping... Here's the story. Yovanovitch was keeping Ukrainians from giving America information about the investigation that was going on over there. Now, here's my question to you, because I went to Twitter yesterday and said, you know what? President Trump is the president, for heaven's sakes. He can fire whoever the hell he wants to. If you're doing a bad job, if he doesn't like you, fired. That's life. You know, in Indiana, it was a right-to-work state. You get fired for anything. They could, they could fire you if they didn't like your hair. They didn't like your mustache. They didn't like the scarf you wore. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But yet, the left is making a big deal of this. Here's the thing. The left still can't get over the fact that Trump is their president. Trump has the, you know, and they act like, and I'm not trying to go back to this because I don't really care, but they act like President Obama didn't fire anybody. He did. Fired a lot of people. Happens. You're the president. You fire people. You fire ambassadors. You only work at the pleasure of the president. So if the president doesn't like what you're doing as the ambassador of Ukraine, he recalls you. End of story. But yet we've got this circus going on up at Capitol Hill here. These hearings, this impeachment inquiry, that is a joke. You want to know how much of a joke it is? I'll tell you how much of a joke it is. Representative Matt Gates. An ardent supporter of President Trump got the boot on Monday when he tried to sit in on a testimony of a former top National Security Council expert on, on Russia who was appearing on Capitol Hill as part of the House impeachment inquiry into the president. That was Miss Hill. Gates, who sits on the House Judiciary Committee, attempted to attend the testimony of Fiona Hill, a former deputy assistant to the president, but was told that because he was not a member of the House Intelligence Committee that he had to leave. The House Intelligence Oversight and Foreign Affairs Committee was conducting the impeachment inquiry into Trump. A frustrated Gates aired his disappointment to reporters after being told he was not allowed to sit in on the hearing. Venting his anger over what he says are selective leaks by House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schifferbrains and questioned why he was not allowed to be present during Hill's testimony. Gates added that the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler, was involved in the impeachment inquiry as well. That's the very... By the way, the Judiciary Committee is the committee Gates sits on. The, the Judiciary Committee is where the impeachment proceedings have to run through to get it to a House vote. So why in the world? You have to ask yourself the question today. First of all, I'm going to tell you. I, I'm going to be forthcoming with you. I think what Gates did was a, was a publicity stunt. I do. I mean, I understand why he did it. Don't get me wrong. But he wanted to bring it to the attention of the media. The mainstream media doesn't care. They really don't. They don't care. They, 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 they don't care that Schiff for Brains is running a witch hunt. They just want to get the mean, bad orange man. They, they, they really don't care. Now, I give Gates props. I mean, he is on the Judiciary Committee. He should know this information. He should be able to show up. And he says, you know, look, it's not like I'm on the Agriculture, Agriculture Committee. What are the Democrats so afraid of? Now, Gates followed up his comments with a tweet calling the impeachment inquiry a kangaroo court 
and using one of Trump's favorite nicknames for the Intelligence Committee chairman, Shifty Schiff. Judicial chairman, this is a quote, Jerry Nadler, claimed to have begun the impeachment inquiry weeks ago. Now his own judiciary members aren't even allowed to participate in it. And yes, my constituents want me actively involved in stopping the hashtag kangaroo court coup run by Shifty Shift. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. If you look at this, you know, so Stephanie Rule, she comes out here on Twitter and she's with Adam Schiff and the committee. And she says, how is this helping to advance the House GOP legislative agenda when at Matt Gates speaks to voters in his districts? Are they asking him to crash committee hearings? Why is the committee hearing held in secret? Other Republicans closely aligned with Trump continued on Monday to complain about Schiff and his handling of the impeachment inquiry. Jim Jordan, Ohio, also lambasted the California Democrat for excluding some congressional Republicans from the testimonies and was leaking cherry-picked information from the closed-door hearings. She was going, quote, she was going to come voluntarily. But he's going to subpoena her, I believe, so he can ask certain questions and, again, keep those secret except for the certain things that he wants to leak. Now, why would you subpoena someone if they were going to come voluntarily? A subpoena is only, and once again, it's not a subpoena. I, I am so tired of the media and the news reporting that this is a subpoena. It's not. They're not subpoenas. You're not required. This isn't an impeachment proceeding. It's a farce. It's an inquiry. They don't have any power. That's why the president has said, go pound salt. Now, it's only going to get better because Hill's testimony comes ahead of a planned Thursday appearance by Gordon Sondland, Trump's handpicked ambassador to the European Union and follows the revelation of a cache of text messages from top envoys that provide a vivid account of their work acting as intermediates around the time Trump urged Ukraine's new president, Zelensky, to start investigations into a company linked to the family of Chief Democratic President Robert Joe Biden. You know they started that investigation back up in February, right? Once again, we have the facts. I mean, they're there if you want to look at them. I know the left doesn't want to pay any attention to them. The left doesn't give a shit about it, be honest with you. You know, the left doesn't care. But there's actually facts out there that Ukraine opened up the investigation in February. Now, for you Democrats out there, I took to Twitter last night, February comes before July on the calendar. So this happened before, before uh, you know, President Trump made a July 25th phone call. So there was no quid pro quo. They were already doing it. They were already doing it. This is a farce. There's no quid pro quo. And now what's Adam Schiff for brains doing? Well, we don't really need the whistleblower. I said on Andrea K. show last night out on The Answer in San Diego, I think Adam Schiff might be the whistleblower. I think he might have concocted all of this. I mean, why else would you say, oh, now the whistleblower's not even, we don't we don't need him anymore. You know, and she says, well, 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 well. Somebody said he worked with, you know, one of the 2020 Democrat candidates, did he? We don't know. We don't have any information on that. We don't know a damn thing. We don't know what's went on. We don't know what the hell they're talking about. We're kept in the dark. You know, they're doing these damn meetings behind closed doors. They're kicking out Matt Gates. They're not allowing him in. What do we know? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Schiff from Reigns was the whistleblower. That's just my little theory. I would not be surprised. I just wouldn't. Now, there's a debate tonight in Ohio, Westerville, actually. It's a, it's a uh, suburb of Columbus. But uh, 
I'm going to try to watch it. I'm going to try. I, I can't guarantee. I've got a really busy day today. I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing the television show. I've got to do. I've got to run several things today. I'm just busy, busy, busy. Um, Thursday, I'm in Dallas. Trump comes to American Airlines Arena for America's Voice News. Um, you, you know, I'm going to try to get here. I'm going to try to live tweet it as much as I can. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a shit show. These Democrats don't care. They just don't care. And I want to talk about my final story here before I do that. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Bad for running, worse for fighting. I know it's not flip-flop weather anymore, but they've got merchandise. They've got jewelry. They've got all kinds of things. Go check out their website, CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25, LOCK25, and uh, do it today. CombatFlipFlops.com, LOCK25. You get 25% off of their website today. Um, last story. And I don't think it, I, I don't know what to make of this. It, you so Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, love the guy. That a whistleblower in at CNN. Went in there and got video, got audio. And uh, we found out what we kind of already knew. CNN is biased. It, they are. You know, here's the thing. According to Project Veritas, an undercover recording of a CNN editorial phone call claims to feature the network's president, Jeff Zucker, telling staffers to stay focused on covering impeachment of President Trump at the expense of other important news. I'm not surprised. Are you surprised at that? I'll throw the question out. At Real Matt Locke on Twitter, are, are you surprised? I'm not. I mean, we know. If you're paying attention to the Matt Locke show, if you're a conservative, if, if, if you're doing your research, if you're studying, if you're paying attention you're you're not surprised at this information. I'm not. And I really don't think it does anything. Everybody's like, oh, oh Project Veritas, yeah, woo, blew the lid up. Not really. Because think about it. I, I want you to think about it for just one second. You and I already knew. Seriously, we already know what CNN is. We know they're dishonest. We know they lie. We know that they exaggerate. We know they're out to get the president. We know they don't like him. I mean, that's that's evident just in the reporting. I mean, in, in the people that they bring onto their shows, the people they hire, the things they do. I mean, it's evident they don't like the president at all. So you and I already knew that. We've got verification now. I mean, we've got verification of the bias. What does that do? It just it, it just what? It just verifies what we already knew. Now, I want you to look at what happens on the left. The people who follow CNN... They don't give a shit. They love what CNN's putting out. You know, think about it. They're following CNN because of what they say. They like the fact that they go after the mean orange, the mean orange man, the mean orange bad man. They they, they don't care. They they want Trump out of office at all costs. In, in in a way, this information from Project Veritas does nothing. I mean, it cements in our minds as conservatives what we already knew. But in the end, we already knew it. We already knew they were full of shit. We already knew they weren't telling you the news. Now, the left's like, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I just want the mean, bad orange man out of office. I hate him. I can't stand him. I got to get him out of there. The more shit you can talk about the president, the better. And I, they're going to continue to watch. This isn't going to, you know, this isn't going to change one person's mind who watches CNN. Mark my words. It isn't going to change any of their minds. They all think the same thing. And they all don't care. And, and that's the amazing thing to me. We are literally in trench warfare in this country. It's 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 good versus evil, really. It, it's right versus left. You're, I don't think, you know, they talk about these independents all the time. They talk about these coveted 
independent voters that they're trying to get. I don't think there's that many independents out there anymore. I think you're either left or you're right. You've picked a side. And it's going to be war come 2020. I mean, when we really look at this, it's going to be all out war. And that's why, I mean, I'll go back to this meme video I talked about at the beginning of the show. I think that's why that meme video got put out. I mean, it's really a, it's a snapshot in time of what Trump is facing today. Now, I don't, once again, I'm not going to condone it. But if you remember Hamilton, that is seen in Hamilton where they were stabbing President Trump to death. And the less like, bravo, bravo. Oh, it's amazing art. Oh, look. Oh, yes. I feel so sophisticated. Give me some tea. I was holding my pinky up because you can't see me on podcast, but I had my pinky up drinking tea. They're all hypocrites. In the left, they're all brainwashed or they just don't care. They just don't care because they believe that the ends justify the means and they don't like the president and they want every, they like the power circles that they're in there's a lot of corruption in dc are we ever going to clean it up i don't know is the swamp ever really going to get drained i don't know i mean that's what trump ran on he's doing everything he can you know, you look at the economy, you you look at jobs, you you know, we got this first phase of this China trade deal that, you know, all the left are poo-pooing. Oh, well, well, it ain't that good. Trump, uh, well, and, and, they're, and they're bringing out stories trying to, you know, downplay it because it's something that Trump did well. We're in a battle. And like I said, this, 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 this meme video is almost like a microcosm of what we're seeing today. We literally have to punch the media in the mouth because they just don't care. They don't care about you. They like where they're at. They like spewing their propaganda. They like the the cocktail parties. They like being invited up on Capitol Hill. They like being in with the in crowd. And they're going to sit there and they believe that they're doing their best job by smearing the president. They believed that they were doing their best job by making Barack Obama somebody he wasn't. That's what they believed. And, and with with you know James with, with O'Keefe going in there, James O'Keefe going in there. I mean, I give him mad props. Don't get me wrong. He does great work. I mean, you you look at the stuff he did on Planned Parenthood. You look at Acorn. You now look at CNN. The dude has gr- done great investigative reporting. The problem is we live in a day and time where it doesn't matter. Does it matter? Does it matter we know that CNN's biased? Does it does it even matter in the overall scheme of things? Does C- here's the here's the really pertinent question. Does CNN even care? Seriously. You know, I I was talking to Andrew K last night, and I'm gonna finish with this because I only got about a minute left. We talked about the right fighting. We talked about consequences to things we're seeing here and what would happen because you've got ABC News using video footage of an armory in Kentucky as, as footage of, of Turkey attacking Syria. Completely false reporting. And she asked me, she says, is anybody going to be held accountable? No. No, they're not. They're on the right side of the argument according to the media. They're on the right side of the argument according to the left. They're not going to be held accountable. Look at everything that's going on right now. No one's facing any charges right now 
for any kind of spying or any kind of malfeasance that happened against the president with this coup. Now, we've got the FISA report coming out Friday. We'll see if that says anything. But for right now, I, I don't hold much of an opinion that it will. Now, I'm being told the FISA report's much bigger than the IG report, so we'll see what happens there. But in the, in, in the grand scheme of things, these people are getting away with it. And, and the problem is no one on the right is holding them accountable. Will they? I don't know. Is it politically in their best interest to do so? Don't know. I mean, we're living in really odd times right now. I, I, I just don't have the answers to that. Should they be punished? Of course they should. They should be brought up and they should be held accountable to the law of the land. But unfortunately, we have sanctuary states and Democrats who want illegal aliens in here and all kinds of other bullshit. So I doubt it. I, I don't know. All right, guys, that's it for today. Tuesday's edition. I, I, I'm glad you're along for the ride. Make sure you head over and find me at Real Matlock. Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor, The Cartel Matt on Facebook, and of course, you're watching my television show, Lock and Load, on America's Voice. Go download that app on your iOS or your Android phone. You can find it on uh, Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Apple TV, YouTube, Facebook, where all videos are found. Go do it now. Before today, The Matlock Show's out. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. Mm, he didn't fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. Two turtle and a laptop for carrying. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart Online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One NA.